The following podcast is brought to you by the Jonas Podcasting Network, found exclusively at wrestlingwithjonas.com. Welcome to the latest live episode of Wrestling with Jonas, episode 344. And uh, I've got an awesome guest for a Tuesday evening. Uh, one of the busiest pros on the UK scene. And we'll talk about that and why he is uh, the current Southwest Wrestling Brit Pro Cup champion, Axel Carter. Axel, awesome to have you on the show. How are you doing, my friend? I'm not doing too bad. How are you? Yeah, very good. Very good. Uh, awesome to have you on. I know that we've uh, had this in the works for a few months now, so great to have it finally happening. And okay. uh, yeah, we're going to have Axel on the show for the next hour, hour and 15, however long we go, taking a bit of a deep dive into his fantastic career. And he's really burst onto the scene in the last year or two. Uh, but believe it or not, this guy's uh, been in the business for over 10 years. So we're going to talk about all of that. But uh, before we take a deep dive with Axel Carter, just a quick reminder of some of my recent guests. And of course, uh, this is the last guest of January 2024, uh, and the year started with Brandon Lee. Brandon Lee came onto the show uh, quite early into January, about the 4th or the 5th, and he was followed the week after by Tommy Lawrence, the playmaker. Tommy Lawrence, of course, uh, and then uh, very recently we've had the uh, the, the BWR crew, Miles Cayman, live on Wrestling with Jonas, and last week we had the deadly one herself, Nightshade, as guest number four for January 2024. Um, looking at my lineup for February, which starts next week, on the 8th, I've got Jay Joshua. On the 12th, Scotty Rourke. On the 20th, I've got Alexis Falcon coming onto the show. And on the 29th, I've got the guys from United Wrestling. Four fantastic live interviews. And as announced on my most recent live interview with Nightshade last week, my first guest of March was announced. Eddie Dennis coming onto the show. So an absolutely stacked February and March. More guests to be announced. But today... It's all about this guy here, the SWW Brit Pro Cup champion. Now, I have to say that very, very uh, carefully because I have stumbled across those words, Brit Pro Cup, in a backstage interview, but we won't go into that. Uh, but uh, Axel, I, I always like to hit my guests with some stats. Now, I've got some stats here. 2023. Now, you, you're welcome to correct me, but I think these are kind of mostly correct. 342 matches, 342 matches in one calendar year, 189 shows, all in the 12 months of 2023. That works out at nearly, you know, uh, one match a day in 2023. On average, nearly two matches uh, per card that you appeared on. A crazy, crazy schedule. We're going to break it all down. Um, but uh, I'm guessing the busiest year in your wrestling career so far with some of them stats. For sure. For sure. When I finished up 2022, I thought, I don't know how I'm ever going to top that. And I managed to do it. And I've set the bar again by trying to be busier this year. But I guess we'll see. We will see. Absolutely. I'm just going to read them back. The staggering stats. Most pro wrestlers don't even have four, 342 matches. Uh, career in their lifetime 342 matches in one calendar year um and like i say it works works out to you know some tremendous stats like one match a day pretty much two matches per show that you appeared on um but uh, I, I know that a lot of that would have been done maybe on the the holiday camp circuit for welsh wrestling that's certainly a promotion yeah. that you are um you know that you're very very busy with uh, and I'm sure you know some of the summer seasons or school holidays, you are probably wrestling multiple times per day, dozens yeah. of times per week. Tell us about the schedule at your busiest in 2023. Well, you hit the nail on the head. Summer was probably the busiest uh, I've ever been. And it would be trying to balance that with, with a real, real job as well. So um, it would be all the way through the week, Monday through to, uh, through to Sunday, uh, sometimes with two shows in a day. Uh, on the on the Saturdays and the Sundays, so it was a hectic schedule, uh, and not forgetting having to drive to the venues, put the ring up with the team, wrestle twice, taking the ring down, and then drive into the next venue. So yeah, it's a it's a bit of a crazy schedule, but yeah, <laughs> six weeks, six weeks starting right at the start, all the way through to the end. Absolutely, and in a say a six week summer holiday period. Um, how, how many how many matches 
Um, how many shows and how many matches do you think you'd, you'd have in a typical six-week summer holiday? Well, it was six weeks every day. I think we had maybe two days off in the entire time, and it was at least one show a day. Uh, I know the Saturdays and the Sundays we had two shows. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, I've got another stat here, and going through your socials um, <laughs> always gives me some interesting insight into my guest uh, but you wrestled 31 times in a nine-day period. And I think that 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 post was at the beginning of June last year. So that must have been sure. a, a summer holiday or another. But 31 yeah. times wrestled in a nine-day period. I mean, physically, you know, no, no, you know, a lot of people that aren't wrestling fans might take for granted how grueling, how punishing, mm-hmm. you know, it is on, on a wrestler. Just one match, let alone 31 times in just over a week. How was your body after that period of time? After after that stint in particular, it, you you must kind of. I, I don't know. Does your body just get used to it? And you just don't feel it after a while. I actually, Rick. I was when you get into it in a schedule like that. I was not looking forward to my days off because when I was having my days off, my body would go, mm. oh, and then I would end up not looking forward to wrestling tomorrow because I'm like, it's all going to hurt. But if I was on that continuous cycle, then I could just go Monday through to Friday and I'd be absolutely fine. But yeah, I wasn't actually looking forward to, to days off. So yeah. I bet, I bet. And, and so I bet there were, I mean, was there ever a weekend where you actually saw your family? I bet your family forgot what you looked like after a while, didn't they? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was a lot of time away from home, a lot of time on the road, uh, spending it with, with all the good guys like, uh, against, like you said, wrestle for Welsh wrestling. The the team they're absolutely great. So it's like that. That's like a family away from my actual family. But yeah, after the summer holidays or the Easter holidays, February half term, you know, getting to see them, they were like, oh yeah, well, we forgot about you. <laughs> <laughs> Get an extra seat around the table for action. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and and so just on a, on a lighter side, and I know we've spoken about this at shows when we've spoken backstage, and we kind of uh, reminded ourselves of it um, before we went live, but um, you do have a shoot job. You do have a, a real Monday to Friday job. Now, we don't need to know what it is, but all I'm going to say is you must have a very, very understanding boss. Yeah, I do work with a great team of guys, and the, the job is is fairly flexible, but I obviously have to do very early starts sometimes to get in the amount of wrestling that I want to get in. So, yeah, yeah, I, I'm very grateful for the for the job that I'm in at the moment because it does go hand in hand with wrestling. I work for a sports nutrition company. I'm actually wearing the it's optimum nutrition. Get get lots of protein shakes. So I'm sorted out when I'm on the road, and yeah, it's a it's a it's a good job to have alongside wrestling. So very understanding. Absolutely. And uh, we briefly mentioned them earlier, but the, the, I'd say a lion's share of your matches from 2023, and maybe 2022 with this company here, Welsh yeah. Wrestling, who you are very, very busy for. Uh, when did you first break in with them then? Because uh, um, I, I, I did a bit of fact checking on, on them. And I mean, obviously you think of your big touring companies and your big um you know companies that hit all the, the holiday camps like your all stars and your your superstars of wrestling and 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 welsh wrestling i think um uh you know they label themselves as the the biggest and, and busiest touring brand in wales and the uk yeah. so uh yeah. pretty, yeah, big, pretty big deal pretty big deal tell us about your history with those well uh it was actually the, the first time i wrestled for welsh wrestling it was down in selsey and it was straight out of COVID, um, where we actually had to wrestle while WWE music was played because they didn't want the fans to, that we couldn't encourage them to, to clap or to shout. They only had to stamp their feet because of COVID restrictions, um, which was when I met Chris Recall and I met Red Nova for the first time. Uh, and I was introduced to uh, the promoter of Welsh wrestling through JD Knight. So I'm very thankful for that. And then it, it took off from there and then ended up just being asked, can I do a show here and there? And because I was available, I said, yeah, why not? And it just took off, took off yeah. from there. Absolutely. And um, like most touring brands uh, that, that cover the holiday camp circuit, um, Welsh wrestling in particular got a very, very strong family audience, always mm-hmm. packed, always packed houses, yeah. um, always uh, put on really, really fun shows. Um, and I think that's, that's kind of, uh, you know, I've used the word again, part of the, the, the fun and part of the reason why you enjoy working for that company, especially. 
yeah when you when you when you're in a job that you know you can go to work and have fun and you don't have to worry about putting in like all like extreme amounts of effort like we we go to these shows like you said they're packed out they're beautiful theatres all over Wales. I've been to places, I've been north and south in, in Wales, been to some amazing places. Just the drives you do to some of these shows and you know that every single show is either going to be sold out or extremely close to sold out. is is just the easiest job and the, the best job in the world then. Yeah, absolutely. And although I'm talking to you today as Axel Carter, we know you as Axel Carter, um, am I right in thinking that... For, for, uh, for Welsh wrestling under a mask, is that correct? No, that's what a lot of people have thought. A lot of ah. people have tried to guess that, that it was me. But no, I wrestle without the mask there. But there's uh, there's Ricky Bambit in the mask. Um, uh, haven't He hasn't been on a show for a while, but there's um, the American Patriot, Red Nova. They're also masks. Uh, El Chaco as well. Um, there was Grand Pierre. Uh, but yeah, no. No, without the mask, without the mask. Because but... I searched high and low for pictures of you in a, in a Welsh wrestling ring and I couldn't find you. And I thought, there's lots of pictures here with, with somebody in a mask. I thought that was you. No, no, no. Everyone, yeah, that's what they think. Everyone thinks and they're trying to guess that it's me, but no. At least I'm not I, the only one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, no, I actually, I, I'll have to send it to you after, but there was uh, proof. There was me with the Patriot and Checo in another photo from the from the summer just gone. So that's, that's all the myth busted so fair enough I, i've heard rumors that those three individuals have never been seen in the same room together but uh, uh, never mind I'll, yeah i'll take your word for it i'll take your word yeah. for it yeah. let's talk a little bit about um working the camp scene and especially working as many matches as you have uh with southwest uh, with um i keep wanting to call it southwest wrestling with, with uh welsh wrestling of course yeah. we'll talk about southwest wrestling a bit later on but um i mean the grind and working that many matches, the repetitions, the repetitions. You know, I've spoken to a ton of wrestlers on this show over the last five years that have done the camp scene, the likes of um, the likes of Tucker, the likes of uh, James Mason, uh, yeah. Dean Allmark, and many, 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 many more um, that I'm kind of clearly forgetting. Um, but it can only be good, especially if you're a young, aspiring wrestler. You know, those repetitions, the grind, the hard work, the putting the ring up, put, taking the ring down, traveling to the next town time and time again, um, that that's, that can only be good for your career, can't it? And it can yeah, only be good yeah. for cutting your teeth and learning the business. Yeah, yeah. No, I was blessed last year. I was uh, I was doing a lot in the in the south of, uh, of England and I was on a team with, it was so it was me, uh, Brandon Lee, Nathan Angel and Kamikaze. And then we'd have um, uh, different refs every every week, but yeah, no, that was that was really fun. And to get in the experience all together is is just amazing. It's yeah, it, it, you can't compare it to any other any other kind of show because you're you're taking people that have come in and they have no idea what wrestling is, and you you can turn them into wrestling fans from that. It's how I became a wrestling fan by seeing it seeing it live at, at a holiday park. So I mean, I think if I can take one person from being like I was, and I had no idea what wrestling was and didn't like it, into a super fan, then I've done a good job. So, yeah, it's definitely it. the best. Yeah, like I say, another name that I neglected to mention, but Joel Redman, and he explained exactly yep. the same, you know, that yep. uh, quite often at these holiday camps, you're performing in front of non-wrestling fans. Uh, but if you can yep. get, you know, the, the mum and dad to jump up on, you know, on their feet and start clapping and getting the kids enthused, yep. then you've, you've done your job and you've won already, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, no, 100%. 100%. And, and how do you feel that that constant grind uh, and repetitions of working so many dates with Welsh wrestling um, has, has benefited you the most um, in terms of your, your growth as a performer, your growth as, a, as, a, as an athlete and as a wrestler? How do, you, how do you feel that you've benefited the most from that grind? And you said that you've been performing for Welsh wrestling just coming out of lockdown. So that's been, what, two, two and a bit years now. How yeah, do you yeah. think you've benefited the most? Well, if you look at my stats pre-COVID and I was wrestling once every other weekend mm. to now every single weekend, I mean, you're never going to get good at something if, if you're doing it every now and then. It's more of a hobby when you're looking at it from that kind of standpoint. But if you want to make this an a actual full-time thing, you've just got to get the reps in. 
really got to get the reps in. You know, it, it's like riding a bike. If you want to learn how to ride a bike, you can't do it once a month and expect to be able to be good at it. You have to be trying to ride that bike every single day. And you, you're going to fall off. You're going to have days where it's hard to ride that bike. But then after after a while, you'll be pulling wheelies. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, you do at the top of the show, but of course, we are live. We are live across Facebook Live, Twitch, YouTube and X. So if you want to get in touch with the show, if you want to get in touch, sending your questions to Axel Carter, you can do. Uh, send them through to us using your chosen device, and we do our very best to bring up your questions and your comments live on air. We, 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 we've actually had somebody reach out to us already. Um, I think we're going to bring up this individual a bit later, but um, Alex Vaughan is watching us live via YouTube. Now, I know that the two of you um, have had your run-ins recently in SWW, uh, and in particular, you know, their final show of the year in December. Uh, where he certainly kind of uh, made a bit of a statement, beating up one of the referees um, and then having a, an encounter with you in the, the Rumble to kind of close out the show. Um, and uh, I, I don't think you two are set to face at the next show, Fool's, go Fool's Gold, um, but uh, I think that yourself and Alex have probably got an encounter coming somewhere down the line. Uh, any any words you'd like to say to Alex? He's put a, an emoji of a key there. Yeah, well... Um... Let's see if he makes it through James Mason, because obviously if he doesn't make it through James Mason, then he's unfortunately going to have to leave SWW. But if he does, then like I uh, like I said, I'm bring it on, you know, or I'm I'm ready for it. If he wants to have Absolutely. a go, for we'll we'll go for that. We'll talk but, more about yeah, uh, Fool's Gold. Uh, oh yeah, Fool's yeah. Gold. Yeah, yeah, Fool's Gold. You've got um, the, the Brill, James Ellis. Um, yes. uh, next weekend, Sunday the fourth. And of course, you mentioned yep. that uh, Alex Vaughan, if Alex Vaughan loses, he must leave SWW um, against James Mason. We're going to talk a little bit more about James Mason um, a little bit later on. But another uh, thank you, Alex, for getting in touch. Um, a very, very menacing individual. I've certainly had my encounters with uh, Alex backstage. Uh, don't really want to repeat any of those anytime soon. But uh, another massive highlight of yours from 2023. We have to talk about it. Look at that. Yep. Mexico. Axel Carter. Uh, going to Mexico. Now, I think you clarified before we went live that you uh, went to Mexico for about three weeks in yes. May um, 2023. Just going to flash up some pictures here. Um, and uh, I think this was uh, Mexico City um, yes. and Arena Mexico and packed houses, awesome action. Um, you got the Mexican luchadors there, uh, yourself yeah. and uh, Sammy Sahim. Um, like I say, on having to do a lot of catching of these tremendous uh, athletes, yeah, a lot yeah. of diving going on. We'll talk about all of that. Yeah. Uh, there you are in your Welsh wrestling T-shirt. Um, and I think that's possibly Arena Mexico. And um, there you are backstage sporting a bit of a tan as well. Yes, uh, but, yeah, but uh, very, um, very warm out there. Tell us, tell us about the opportunity, getting the opportunity to go out there for, for them two or three weeks, because um, it's a bit of a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, probably a bit of a dream come true for yourself, but a, a different environment, a different wrestling landscape, different wrestling culture, tremendous fans. Um, how did you find yourself out there? Um, so a little bit of a long-winded story, but it was... Um initially through going to mexico on a little bit of an excursion um ended up watching um wrestling at arena mexico um speaking to a guy called magnus who works for cmll and um basically falling in love with with that style of wrestling uh i it, it's an amazing style of wrestling I, I say to anyone just give it give it a shot and kind of just be mesmerized by the stuff that those guys can do Speaking to him a little bit, and and when I first went out to Mexico, I uh, gained a few contacts through uh, a trainer out there called Dunkle, and spoke to Sammy, and he was kind of like, "Shall we go?" And we booked a flight with no real confirmation that there was going to be any training or any shows. We showed up with some training, did a little bit here, did a little bit there, got picked up by a promotion out there, IWRG. And we ended up doing a rumble for the first um, first show we were on, impressed them. And then they said, well, we've got three more shows we can get you on while you're out here. You're welcome. So, And we were in, I believe the second show was the main event of a, of a wow. packed house there. So, yeah, it was an incredible experience. 
So, so correct me if I'm wrong, did you just say that you went out there without any bookings? You just went out there on the hope that yeah. you might get a, a booking or yeah. two? And uh, yeah. wow, <laughs> that's yeah, great. Just, uh, it was all just through research, just finding some training schools and speaking to speaking to Magnus, uh, which is actually uh, the original Sinkara's cousin. Right. There's a little bit of uh, trivia, trivia there, a little bit of a fact. And uh uh, yeah, just speaking to him and saying, is this a good place to go? Is this a, is this going to be is this going to lead anywhere? Training here, and he suggested a few places. Unfortunately, the CMLL school wasn't open at the time because they were still COVID testing. Um, it's only just reopened, I believe. So um, yeah, no, we just went out there with absolutely nothing and just walked into training schools as two English guys, and they looked at us, and the first words they said were, "Gringo." <laughs> <laughs> and then we just jumped in there and Sammy's an amazing athlete as well. Like if you've ever seen him wrestle, mm. the, the 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 guys out there, it's a complete different style. So they're a lot lighter, a lot smaller. And they would be impressed when I was doing some of the drills. And then when Sammy would go and completely blow out the park, their jaws hit the floor. And it was just it was an amazing, amazing experience. But yeah, absolutely, absolutely nothing booked in. That was just went straight out there. Yeah, yourself and, uh, and Sammy there. I mean, I've been watching yeah. Sammy for about ten years, and I, I used yeah, to watch yeah. uh, a fair bit of Four FW. I used to live and uh, yeah, work in Swindon. Uh, great guy, doing some wonderful things for Brit King Pro, of course. Uh, there you are, uh, one of your very, very hot and steamy training sessions, yeah. um, and uh, there, there's the crew there. The majority of them covering their face, as you would expect. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, tell us who's the guy in the picture. So that was uh, Dunkel. He's a, a slightly older uh, luchador out there. He runs uh, training at a school um, fairly close to the center of Mexico City. Um, that ring there is probably one of the hardest and stiffest rings I've ever been in. Um, no padding in the middle. It's all worn away. Ropes are as tight as well. When you hit the ropes, you may as well be hitting a brick wall. So, But old school training. He loves old school Lucha Libre style. So that was really good to... It's going to get that experience. Amazing training. So yeah, and, and there is um, some footage on your Instagram of yourself <laughs> and uh, Sammy going through some lucha drills. Yeah, um, yeah. So uh, you know you you've managed to pick up some lucha while you're out there. But but let me ask you about the the contrasting styles between. And I, I would probably class you as more of a um, you know a, a technical wrestler. Um, you know you've got a few high spots in there, but more of a technical yeah. grounded uh, professional wrestler. Uh, and the, the contrast between that and the lightning quick fast paced of the traditional mexican lucha style and uh, there are matches available on your uh on your twitter which you can click on on your youtube of course where you can go and see you perform some of the matches over in mexico yeah. but th the pace out there is just oh. absolutely ridiculous absolutely ridiculous how did you adapt to that pace and the contrasting styles to start off with well, we we went out there with the 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 knowledge that we were never going to be able to do their style better than than them. So it was just the go and get the experience of doing that style, like pick little bits from there and put it, and so we can create like a little bit from here, a little bit from there. We'll take this from there, and you know, like you said, there was a lot of catching involved because we like in American kind of standards or like British standards, we're not the the biggest guys on the scene. I mean, Sammy's obviously a lot bigger than me. He's got a lot more muscle mass than me. But, you know, we were we were never going to fly around with those guys because they're a lot lighter, a lot faster, as you said. So we were like the the basis for a lot of the the drills that we were doing in training. And, yeah, it was uh, having to, to take a lot of dives during it and uh, and just basically going in with their style. And they, they love the, the British style as well, lots of technical wrestling. So... They they benefited from from us being in there and, and doing bits with them. So yeah, it was uh it was definitely a huge contrast, especially the the first show we did. Um the, the training's obviously different because you, you have little breaks in between training, but um the first the first match was incredible because I thought, I'm really out of breath and, and I've only I've only done a couple of moves. What what's this about? And then we were speaking to a couple other guys after and they said, Oh, you haven't taken into consideration the altitude change. And I was like, oh, I never thought about that. And they were like, two weeks, and then it will you'll adjust. But yeah, uh, being out there, it was, oh, it was, it was horrible with the with the heat. Just, it was almost like trying to breathe in like a steam room or a sauna. It was, it was like that. So, yeah, that yeah. that was probably the hardest thing to adjust to. Yeah, 
because it is a different type of heat and a different type of humidity to what you'll find over here in the UK or Europe. Um, and I think you said that during some of your training, it was like 28 degrees, but I'm sure it yeah. got hotter than that because Mexico is traditionally a, a very warm climate, a very warm country. And that, like you say, that was probably the, the most uh, you know, amount of um, adapting you had to do. But uh, well, tell us a bit about the fans, because um, I'm sure they get talent from all over the world performing in yeah. Arena Mexico, talent from all over um, Europe and, and maybe even some more Brits. Um, but uh, how did they take to yourself and Sammy? Uh, did they get behind you? And, uh, you know, tell us a bit about your experience of performing in front of the Mexican fans. Initially, they got behind us, and then uh, we we formed a little alliance while we were out there with a wrestler named Shocker, and he is hated by them. So, uh, yeah, there was a lot of angry people at, at me and Sammy at the end of it because we were very pro pro England, and we wanted to uh, show them that the English and British style was the best style, and and we didn't like Mexican style, but. Um, yeah, they they're very vocal. They they pay their money and they wanna they wanna really enjoy the show. If you put on a show that was five six hours long, they would sit through it because they have paid to be there, and they're gonna be as loud at the start as they are at the end. It's it's incredible. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen a, a heel Axel Carter before. Um, I'll have to uh, I'll have to look out for that on the UK scene. But yeah, uh... <laughs> uh, there's a match me me and uh, Sammy versus uh, Ecstasies and Astro Boy. And yeah. uh, those two very, very talented wrestlers. But yeah, we were, we were, we could have been booed out of the building with that. You were one. hated. You were hated. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and what would you say was um, coming out of that whole experience? Um, a massive, massive learning opportunity. Fantastic, you know, once in a lifetime thing. But what would you say probably uh, was the or maybe some of the biggest takeaways from that whole experience for you? Um. Probably don't drink tap water in Mexico City. Is uh, good point. Yeah. It's probably <laughs> the the biggest learning curve that Sammy will tell you because he he a blessing he did get very ill while we were out there but powered through. We had the main event spot so uh, he turned up and uh, we didn't think he was going to make it through the uh, through the match. He was that ill. But um, was the biggest learning? Uh, yeah, have you brought back any any techniques of added yeah, into your yeah, repertoire? The different things in there and i think i'm more relaxed as a wrestler just going in there because obviously the there was a language barrier huge language barrier um a lot of them obviously don't speak english or if they didn't like you they would pretend they didn't know how to speak english so it was it was going in there and just you just had to go wrestle and just just picking it up doing it as you're in there you know it's it's uh it's definitely it is daunting to go in there and think well it's a completely different style that they're going to sit on their hands and think I hate this or the fans, but no, it was, uh, it was just go in there and just be cool. You know what you're doing. You've been doing this for however many years now and you, you got this. So definitely a lot, a lot more level-headed going into, into wrestling matches now. So. Absolutely. And uh, just a quick kind of service announcement to anybody watching live on Facebook live. Um, if you are watching live on Facebook Live, you want to send a question in, you can do, but try to go to streamyard.com forward slash Facebook. The details are scrolling along the bottom of the screen. And the reason why is because it will then allow us to see your icon picture and your name when you send in a pitch, uh, when you send in a question via Facebook. Um, otherwise, it just comes up Facebook user. Um, and I have to try and find out who sent in the question. But uh, sending your question again, whoever uh, sent in a recent question. Um, but uh, yeah, go to streamyard.com forward slash Facebook. And uh, Axel, the, the, the place where um, I've seen you... Uh, with you the most certainly in 2023 of course is southwest wrestling um, yes. and as we mentioned uh, a company that you've performed uh, for and with since december 2021 uh, but also uh, you know a, a company where you had a let's say a bit of a sketchy uh, win loss record certainly up until 2023 um, but for that first year and a half um you didn't win a single match did you no no i was uh, i was in there with some really talented guys and just Never, never got that win. Never got the win. So, yeah, uh, but, yeah. It was all like they say. It's, it's all about the the taking part. So, absolutely, absolutely. But that was, and I'm guessing that, that was all part of a maybe a bigger picture. I'm sure uh, Pete had it all in hand and knew what he was doing with you because uh, April 2023 rolls around. 
and you have a match with a certain uh, British wrestling legend, James Mason, um, and uh, you get your first win um, in an SWW ring, but not only your first win, but uh, um, the Brit Pro Cup. Uh, we obviously yeah. introduced you as a Brit Pro Cup champion. Uh, I'm going to flash up a picture now of you with that um, fantastic uh, bit of silverware there. And there you are, very, very proud champion. I think I was backstage at the uh, uh, the Watson Hall in Tewkesbury, the very same place where you won the uh, the cup, um, not quite a year ago, but last April. Um, yeah. But uh, I mean, first of all, how, how was it to, um, or how, how does it feel to be the Brit Pro Cup champion? I don't know whether that's one of your first accolades, um, but certainly the only one you have currently, I believe. Yeah, yes, the the only one I've got currently. It was uh, an extremely proud moment, especially. Going in, in the ring with uh, with James Mason, I wrestled him a handful of times before, but obviously when it's when it's for a cup, you've obviously you've got a lot more riding behind behind the match. So uh, yeah, no, it was actually an absolute amazing experience to, just to perform with James Mason in, in that in that ring, um, and then obviously, like you said, for the cup, it's just it's taking it that one one step higher. So and, absolutely, uh, like I said from the very start. I think I I said it in the interview we did straight after the match that I'll happily defend it against anyone, like anyone that wants to, to step in, in the ring at SWW, bring it on. Well, I certainly think uh, Alex Vaughan has got uh, one eye on that cup already, but he's got to get past you first. But uh, um, I, I think, um, as a lot of people know, professional wrestling is, is kind of predetermined. It's, you know, the, the winner and the loser is, is kind of, you know, spoken about organised backstage. But you didn't know you were winning that cup on the day, did you, Axel? You went out there. I don't know what you thought the outcome of the match was going to be, uh, but when the referee counted to three, um, that was complete news to you, wasn't it? Yeah, I don't know whether it was a, a little practical joke they wanted to try play on me or or what, but uh, yeah, they um, that was a, a complete shock. I, I really didn't know that it was going to go ahead, that kind of match. Like Pete said, oh, we're going to give you a big match. He gave me that ultimate um decision that if you if you don't if you don't win this match or don't turn up for this match and you're not here for this one that's it sww mm -hmm. you know it's we can't have you just on this huge losing streak is we want some some proper professionals here we can't have someone that's losing all the time so he said in this match you know this is this is it it's almost like uh like alex vaughn as well if uh if he doesn't if he doesn't win then he's he's out of sww so it was it was either you know, pick up, pick up your bags and go, or win the cup. Yeah. So, absolutely, yeah. and you did, and you had a tremendous match against James Mason. You came out the victor. You came out the new SWW Brit Pro Cup champion, yeah. um, and uh, that was your first win in an SWW ring. And since then, there's been no stopping you. Um, the, the, the following day, uh, you beat Harrison Bennett um, yes. at the Trinity yeah. Centre in Bristol um, at WrestleVersary Three. Um, you open the show and you beat Country Big. And then yes. in October, Dust Till Dawn Part 2, um, you beat uh, the, the Canadian Kamikaze, former guest of the show, really, really fun guy. That was a tremendous match, a lot of laughs, a lot of fun. And then uh, um, Nightmare Before Crimbo in December, the last show for SWW in 2023. Yeah. And uh, you um, put your, your, your cup on the line against Dan Splash. So, uh, you know, a nice series of matches, um, a nice mix of opponents. Yeah, they yeah. kind of cap off, I'd say, you know, um, fr from April onwards after winning that cup, there was no stopping you. No, yeah, you're very right. And like you said, it's a it's a huge uh, range of opponents from, from Country Big, who's obviously got that big hard-hitting style, but you can really pick up the pace and, uh, and really bring it when he needs to. And you've got more high flying and technical with Dan Splash and like you said, Kamikaze, who uh who if I don't think he was uh wrestling, he was wanting to sing the uh Canadian national anthem. You know, I think uh maybe that was his downfall in the match, trying to trying to just put Canada over the entire time. And if he focused on that maybe he would have maybe we would have had a bit more of a chance. But yeah, I yeah, think no, he was more but, interested in giving it to the crowd than actually uh, yeah. taking you seriously as a competitor. Yeah. You just rolled him up in the end and uh, sent him back yes, in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you always got to be prepared for those things. That's the thing in wrestling, you know. But yeah, Harrison Bennett as well, another another great a great opponent. So yeah, no, I can't complain about any of the matches that I've been I've been put in there with. And again, like you said, SWW this uh, this coming Sunday, you got James Ellis, another first as well. So. 
Well, well, tell us awesome. a bit about that because James Ellis, uh, former guest of the show here on Wrestling with Jonas, and I think he had a massive breakout year in 2023, uh, really branching out to promotions all over the UK, winning accolades and championships left, right, and centre. Um, but um, will it be your first opportunity stepping through the ropes to face James? Um, and and yeah. what are you expecting from the Brill? Uh, lots of people always do research on on opponents and stuff like that, but I'd rather just. Let's just see what he's got on the night. You know, I want to. I want to just him raw, and then we'll just go at it. I don't. I don't want to come in with a game plan because he could switch it up. Because uh, I've heard he, he he wrestles and uses this a lot. A very smart wrestler. So uh, I don't want to be going in there with a game plan because he's probably already thought I'm going to come in there with a game plan. I'm just going to take him for how it is. But it will be the first time I'm stepping in the ring with him. Been on shows with him, but just never, never stepped in the ring one on one with him. So. Should yeah. be really exciting. Absolutely, I think the two of you, your your uh, your styles are really going to mesh well, and I think yeah. you're going to have a lot yeah. of chemistry together for sure. Um, I, I want to just um touch on on Dan Splash a little bit because that was yeah. my first time kind of seeing him in the flesh and got to yeah. speak to him backstage and interviewed him. Really, really nice guy. But um, uh, now I understand that the two of you both have um a bit of history with four FW. Um, training uh, you know, with uh, Dave Sharp, of course. But that was your first match in a one-on-one -on -one kind of environment. You've tagged together, um, yes, but you've never yeah. faced one-on-one -on -one before. Um, considering your history kind of for FW and training with them and you know, uh, maybe wrestling on the same shows as Dan, um, I was surprised to hear that that was your first match with him one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah, no, I thought it happened before, but no, it hadn't happened before. It was... Uh... First time, first time wrestling, but like you said, tagged with him at CSF and uh, had a few. Uh, we were actually on a, a show called, um, well, it was a show at a festival called Woo Fest. Uh, we were we were tag team partners there and uh, yeah, never never one on one with Dan, but I've, he's always been, you know, on the same kind of shows. Like you said, SWW, you got CSF, yeah. you know, he's, he's been about for a very long time, so yeah. Uh, I was excited to step in the ring with him because, again, very good technical wrestler. And, uh, yeah, at the end, it was it was good to shake hands and say, you know, thanks for thanks for bringing it in there. You know, you can always step up with people like that. So, yeah, Absolutely. No, good one. Yeah, really experienced pro. And, uh, like I say, it was, it was a, a delight to see the two of you in the ring together. And you mentioned them very briefly there. I, CSF, um, a local yeah. promotion to me. Um, I, I live in the same neck of the woods as to where they where they perform on a regular basis. Um, but you've got a, a bit of a rich history with uh, CSF, another promotion similar to SWW that you perform for on a semi-regular basis. And you've had you know a, a, a good amount of success and uh, some interesting opponents over the years. But tell yeah. us a little bit about your journey with them because they're, they're a, a promotion that I haven't spoken about an awful lot on Wrestling with Johnners yeah. over the years. Uh, but you you have a bit of a history with them don't you yeah no um they were the, that csf was the first ever uh paid for wrestling show that i went to the first wrestling show that i went to was in uh butlin's minehead uh the only two people i can remember uh on that show would be james mason and little legs um and that was what got me into wrestling um thank you uh thank you to little legs for doing that Great guy. Um, but, Great guy. Yeah, um, uh, we saw uh, an advert in the local paper for for live wrestling and thought, okay, this is uh, about twenty minutes away from where I lived, and Yate Leisure Centre, and um, went along and yeah, that was that was it. That was the addiction to wrestling, hook, line, and sinker. I was uh, I was well and truly in it then, and uh, then the. The majority of the shows that I used to watch for CSF would be in the uh, Winter Gardens Pavilion in Western Supermare. And I, I always dreamed of wrestling in there. It was always one of those bucket list venues, bucket list things to do. And then um, I believe they took a big break from having wrestling in that venue. And then just recently, I got the chance to uh, to tag in there with Simon Miller against uh, Bain and uh, Gilligan Gordon, which was... Uh, a very very fun match though so two two great opponents and uh, a great tag partner with simon miller so it was um yeah it was one of those that it, during the tag match i was like well i never thought being sat in that front row would ever lead to me being still in this apron now so 
yeah, real kind of surreal moment with with that. So good good bucket list one to tick off. I think that was also the same show that uh, Scott Garland, Scotty Too Hot, he performed on. If yes, I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yes, he was on that. He wrestled um, Lance Cold on that show. Brilliant, absolutely so great, fantastic. Great. Another kind of highlight, well, not necessarily a highlight, but something that really jumped out at me for your 2023. Once again, checking your social posts, and that is that um, you're quite proud of the improvement and the development that you've put into your physique. Um, now yeah. uh, I've got a picture here, and uh, I think not necessarily. You know, I don't know how far apart these two pictures are, but certainly the picture on the right is showing mm. a lot more bulk, a lot more definition yeah. there. Um, and uh, I, I think, let's be honest, I think you've always had a good physique, and uh, you've always kind of enjoyed going to the gym, working out, and, and working on your physique. Um, but you've put in maybe some some different work in 2023 that's got you to where you are now. Yeah, but the 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 kind of um, the mentality in the in the Welsh wrestling locker room is you have to look like a wrestler, you have to look like a superstar, and um, those those two photos there, I believe, were it was at the start of the summer and to the end of the summer, and that was mm. all to um, the the Dragon Kid Cymru. He uh, he's um, if you look at him on socials on Instagram, he will do. Um, he's got a kind of more of a fitness page as well. And that was just just following his guidance, and like that was that was doing it over over the six weeks holiday, where it's a busy schedule as well. So uh, yeah, no props to him for kind of pushing me in the right direction, and all the guys in in Welsh wrestling that that were there, and uh, I was training with uh, JD Knight at the same time as well in the gym. So really putting some some hours hours in, and yeah, it was just hard work. I kind of got a bit got a bit put off by by the shape of my own body and i was like i need to do something about this you know i can't i have to look like a wrestler if i'm going to call myself a professional wrestler you need to look professional so i needed to step the game up so yeah Absolutely. No, I, i've always enjoyed going to the gym so i always enjoyed it let me ask you a bit about your your wrestling fandom now because um uh, we, we spoke a bit off air and uh, i think it was kind of established that you've been a, a lifelong wrestling fan that there's pictures um on your instagram of uh, you as a teenager actually meeting some of your heroes the likes of uh, Shawn yeah. michaels there um and the hulkster um at a convention but uh, uh, that kind of led me to believe that wrestling has always been a big part of your life and uh, as a fan as well before getting into the business um tell us about you know some of the things that really pulled and maybe even as a, as a younger fan and what kind of really turned you on to pro wrestling well, like I said, the the first ever show that I watched was uh, would have been an all star show uh, in Butlins in Minehead, and then um, just I used to watch wrestling on YouTube. I begged, begged, begged my dad to to get Sky Sports, but he never caved in. So I used to walk to the local leisure centre uh, in the in the area that I lived at the time, and uh, they used to show on a Sunday morning. There was like a I think it was a maybe a SmackDown and Raw recap or something like that. And uh, I used to sit there and watch that for an hour. And uh, it was lots of live events that I used to go to. So CSF and then uh, when I found out about 4FW, obviously online, I used to go and watch them when they were at the uh, Grange Drive in Swindon. Um, and I always just, I was always a fan of, of wrestling. And uh, and then it just grew and grew and grew. And like, like you said there, I got, uh, that was, a, I think the Hulk Hogan was a body power um like a bodybuilding um yeah expo so and he he was there and we uh we saw jimmy hart he was uh he was on one of the booths and he basically said go to this booth at this time before they tell everyone that hulk hogan's gonna be at this booth and we were front of the queue it was me and a friend from college and uh yeah went and met the hulkster so yeah that was that was surreal meeting him so that was uh one of them that Obviously, I, I really fell in love with in, in terms of wrestling and watching on YouTube and bits and pieces like that. So, yeah, I was um, always a fan of old school style wrestling as well. So whatever whatever currently was, was on TV, I was never really that interested in. It was always from years gone by, the larger than life characters and, and uh, all the crazy storylines and bits and pieces. So, yeah. Yeah, you mentioned there that um, you you know used to go and see a lot of live wrestling, indie wrestling, and you mentioned yes. one or two groups there. And I think you know 
um, attack and chaos and 4FW and, you know, promotions like that. CSF were kind of promotions that you would go to and, and, and watch. Um, and I was quite impressed that even from an early age, you kind of knew about indie wrestling and it was indie wrestling that kind of had a, 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 you know, a, a, a massive place in your heart from a, yeah. from a young age. Yeah, no, definitely. Well, I got to, I got to thank my uh, my mother for that because she was the one that spotted the uh, the CSF advert in the uh, in the local newspaper. Otherwise, then I I don't, like I was a I was a fan of it, but up until that point, I didn't know that live wrestling in my local area even existed. Mm-hmm. I thought it was just going to be at Butlins in Minehead, and uh, they did used to bring the WWE shows there. And I know we we went a couple of times. I can't remember the exact time period, but. I think the first the first wrestling show was maybe two thousand and five, two thousand and six, that that I saw. So been a fan for a very long time, and yeah, a lot of live wrestling. So, but that that's where you kind of you really can fall in love with wrestling when you get yeah. to see it up, up close and personal, and you know you really get to see up and coming stars, and it's it's not drawn out for TV. It's literally just you're there to watch wrestling, and you can you can feel the passion of the other fans and. Yes, it's so that I always encourage people that if they've never seen live wrestling before to to come and watch it because it's it's a different experience live than it is watching it on TV or on, or on YouTube. In my case, uh, well, absolutely, and like I say, we've we've all kind of you know followed that route route of going down the rabbit hole on YouTube and yeah. learning more and more. Um, but uh, now, correct me if I'm wrong. I think that this year marks eleven years in the business for you. Is that correct? Yes, yeah, eleven years now. So it was the, my first ever training session was the day after Valentine's Day, on uh, in two thousand and thirteen. I remember it snowed, um, and the the training unit uh, was held in in a bigger unit uh, that had multiple units inside, and pretty much all of them had flooded apart from the uh, the wrestling the wrestling unit, and it was so cold. I remember if you stopped, you'd start shivering. And uh, as a as a very young kid, I remember going to school the next day and thinking I didn't know that there was parts of my body that could hurt this bad. And yeah, it was a uh, it was quite an experience. Uh, was... You would have been maybe what fourteen, fifteen at the time. So we're uh, very young, kind of you know yeah. them early training sessions, learning the ropes. Um, during your kind of formative years, maybe 14, 15, 16 years old. How, how would you kind of describe yourself um, as, as a wrestler back then? Had you found a style or what sort of style was you trying to emulate? I'm guessing it was totally different to the actual cards we know nowadays. Yeah, well, I always thought I would end up as being like a high-flying kind of guy because obviously you've still got a lot of growing when you're when you're that young, maybe yeah. 13, 14, that kind of age. So this, you think, oh, I'm going to be a high-flyer and then I kind of, put in my mind that because it because I hurt so much after that first wrestling session I thought I need to start going to the gym because if I have more muscle on me I won't hurt as much when when I'm when I'm taking bumps or taking moves and like doing all these drills um so that was like the kind of main inspiration for me to get in the gym and uh and really try and try and work on my on my physique as well and work on my my strength um but but back then I didn't really I don't honestly I didn't really have a clue I was just trying to find my feet with everything and it's all everything's so new and you're just you're worried about like rolling the right way and and getting up the right way and doing bits and pieces the right way that a style I hadn't even thought of back then so that's it just learning the basics and uh, just a, a picture I'm not sure at what age this was but uh, a very young uh, long haired Axel yes, Carter. Yeah. Uh, kind of contemplating his future, contemplating his future stardom as a pro wrestler. Uh, but um, a couple of things that uh, really stood out at me, certainly, you know, the first four, five, six years in, in the business um, was was the colour pink. Um, yes, and yeah. uh, it was from, from the knee pads to the boots, to the trunks, to the tights, yeah. to the everything. Uh, it was pink. And uh, like I say, um, you think of legendary tag teams, the Hart Foundation or Bret Hart in his solo career. Um, you know, pink is, is quite a, a famous, um, popular wrestling colour. Yeah. Um, and it was your wrestling colour back in them years, wasn't it? Yeah, no, I um, the, the whole pink idea came from that not many people at the time in British wrestling were wearing pink. And I thought, mm. well, you've got, to, you've got to stand out. I remember... Um, when I was working with one company, they had Shane Douglas over and he said, you have to think of wrestlers like ice cream. If you're vanilla, everyone will like you. You know, you're not really pushing any boundaries, but sometimes you have to be 
mint chop chip to stand out you'll have a lot of people that they like that niche but he said go for it start wearing pink just be different you got to stand out because people will remember a guy in pink pants than if there was 10 if there was 10 guys in black pants and there was one guy in a pair of pink pants they're more likely to wear remember the guy wearing the pink so yeah i just embraced it embrace the pink Absolutely, and it, it, it kind of um, it suited you. It had a good look, especially with the tan. I thought the, the tan and yeah. the pink yeah. go really, really well together. Um, but yeah. uh, a couple of individuals I'm going to mention now, just going through your socials, and uh, um, there was a picture of yourself with uh, Jake Hager, um, possibly fo yeah. following a 4FW show, and a picture yeah. of you maybe watching from ringside of a, um, a Ken Anderson um, seminar. Um, so uh, obviously two individuals that you probably encountered um, either at a seminar or at a show for FW. Did you work any of those? Did you work Jake Hager? No, I didn't. I didn't get to, to work with him. It was just uh, just the pleasure of being around him. I, uh, I'm not actually sure. I can't remember exactly who he wrestled that night. Potentially Tiger Ali or maybe Jake like that night. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been one of those two, I expect. So, yeah, no. Um, he was a, he was an amazing funny guy to be around as well um 4fw also when they brought in ryback as well with the pleasure of uh being around him um cody rhodes as well was a funny one he uh managed to spill two cans of diet coke all in my uh in my nissan micro at the time so <laughs> yeah it was uh no it would been i have been very blessed with getting to to kind of rub shoulders with some amazing guys that are obviously in very high up places, whether it be WWE or TNA or AEW or wherever they may be. So yeah, no, it's uh, Jake Hager was a really fun guy, though, really fun. Absolutely, like two of you are having a a blast in the photograph that I that yeah. I spotted. Um, another individual that you encountered and rubbed shoulders with, and actually kind of, uh, you know, had a little a bit of time, a bit of interaction in the ring, and that's um, two time WWE Hall of Famer. Uh, the legendary, um, sadly departed Scott Hall, and yeah. uh, he was over here in the UK. Now I think probably from seven or eight years ago now, and uh, um, I, I've got a very grainy screenshot of you just after you'd sent the the heel pack in. There you are yeah. in the infamous pink once again, and there is the um, unmistakable figure of Scott Hall there. Um, as he kind of puts you over in the ring. Tell us a little bit about that, because you would have been a teenager at the time, yeah, I'm yeah. sure. Um, he would have been over here probably on one of his um, last uh, tours. Um, and um, just uh, another unforgettable experience, another unforgettable individual. And you had the, you know, the pleasure of having that interaction with him. Yeah, no, he was a, he was a great guy as well. Really chilled out and, uh, was was talking to everyone and like he just came and sat in the in the dressing room with with all the guys and like he was just so chilled out anyone that wanted to speak to him he would happily have a conversation with giving uh advice to different people and uh the first thing he said to me so he said oh i can't call you axel he said i gotta call you owen because i had the long hair and the and the pink he was just like you look too much like owen hart i just like i can't I can't not see it. So, uh, yeah, no, really cool guy. Really, really nice guy as well. And, uh, yeah, like you said, unfortunately, uh, no longer with us. But, yeah, no, he was he was amazing to be around. And uh, actually finding that uh, that photo you found was uh, was almost the proof that I needed that I was wearing Zubaz a long time before uh, a lot of the guys <laughs> are wearing it now. That's like proof, so. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, and uh, let's just see where I am in my – so – like I say, we've spoken about kind of your formative years, your first four, five, six years in the business, um, and uh, I mean coming out of coming out of uh, lockdown now, and uh, it almost like you know we we got a different Axel Carter from 2021 onwards compared to what we had in the several years before that. Did you find that having that time away from the business, out of the business, gave you time to kind of reflect and maybe mature, think about? come back or maybe you know think about what sort of Axel Carter we wanted going forward coming out of lockdown give us your kind of thought process coming out of lockdown and it certainly did appear that we had a different wrestler on our hands um from 2021 onwards I'm glad you said that as well because uh like you said there was a lot of uh thinking time and I think for a lot of people as well not just uh mm. in wrestling there was a lot of downtime people had and uh 
I just I remember waking up one day and I was I was just thinking about wrestling and obviously when a show is going to be back on when are we going to be out of this kind of uh, whole predicament that we were in and I just I said to myself if I'm going to be a wrestler I have to make wrestling my priority in life like if I'm going to do it I've just got to put everything into it and uh, any shows that I can be on whether it was just just turning up to help or like set up the ring or do whatever I just needed to completely immerse myself in wrestling if i was gonna do anything with it and uh you know i'm very glad that you can uh you can see that there was a huge step up from pre-covid to to where we are today so no, and i pride myself on that so yeah let's jump to some uh, questions and comments that have come through since we've gone live and uh, thank you to everybody that uh, took my uh, my guidance on board they've gone to streamyard.com forward slash facebook and i can actually see their lovely pictures and uh, Facebook handles. We've got uh, Matty Hawkins watching us live via Facebook. Thank you, Matty, for Matty for uh, watching and reaching out. Hi, guys. Axel, which wrestlers coming through the ranks you've seen uh, that as fans need to keep an eye on this year? So I know that there's a lot of really, really excellent training schools out there and uh, a fantastic crop of uh, young through all over the south and the southwest and let's be honest all over the uk um any that have really caught your eye that we should kind of uh, go out and kind of do our research on or uh, keep an eye on in 2024 yeah no i i've mentioned them before but uh obviously brandon lee and nathan angel uh yeah. kamikaze that's now back in in canada but i'm sure he'll make his return uh anyone from that all-star south school you're gonna have to keep your eyes on because Joel is their trainer and Bullet and Niwa. They're going to just produce some amazing talent out of there. Um, anyone from the from the Welsh wrestling scene as well, they're, they're always brilliant shows to to come along to. Uh, um, who else? Uh, Ripper Reed as well. Amazing, amazing talent. Obviously just coming back from, from Japan. Great, great guy. Great talent. And I know he's getting in the getting in the reps with uh with Mega Slam at the moment. So yeah, definitely, definitely. Any of those guys or any of the places that I've I've mentioned, you as a fan, you won't be disappointed. Absolutely, and uh, an individual you may be uh, familiar with. We got uh, uh, Hammerhead Smith Junior. Don't know if he's an individual you're familiar with. Uh, talking yes, of Brit yes. Pro Cup, Axel knows firsthand that I come from a world of sport background and uh, what history me and himself have over the years. So. Uh, Hammerhead versus Carter. Jonas for the uh, Brit Cup is a must-see. And uh, I'm guessing from what uh, Hammerhead Smith Jr. there is saying, the two of you have had your encounters over the years. And uh, yeah. he'd like to throw his hat into the ring for the Brit Pro Cup. Yeah, we've a lot of history, me and Hammerhead Smith Jr. Uh, we actually wrestled, I believe it was two weeks ago now. Uh, and he's really stepped up his game as well. Really... Uh, Really stepped up from the last time I I was uh, in the ring with him. I believe that was pre or maybe yeah pre COVID one on one. So so yeah, uh, well if if it's going to be booked, I, like I said, I'll wrestle anyone. So if 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 the people want to see Hammerhead versus Carter, I'll put the Brick Cup on the uh, on the line. I got no problem with that at all. There we go. You heard it here first. And uh, we got uh, Richie watching us live via YouTube. Axel, what wrestlers would you like to face this year in 2024? So um, like a lot of wrestlers, they kind of start the year with a bit of a bucket list, a bit of a, yeah. a tick box exercise. But um, I'm sure you've thought about any that you uh, may not have faced that you'd like to in 2024. Anyone. I'll wrestle absolutely anyone. Um, uh, I wouldn't ever... Um... So I, I would love to step back in there with, with Ripper since he's come back from Japan. Um, uh, who else? Who else? I've, I've never had a one-on-one -on -one with uh, Ricky Bamba. Yeah, I would uh, I would love to do that one at Welsh Wrestling. And El Chaco as well would also be a, a good one to throw throw in the throw in the mix because obviously his Mexican style and I'll be in training in Mexico would be, uh, would be a brilliant one. But like I said, anyone I'll wrestle absolutely anyone, and I love learning different styles. Like coming in there with different different guys, it's just this that's that's the bread and butter of wrestling. Like going in there and just learning and immersing yourself in it. So, like, absolutely anyone. 
There we go. Great answer. Great answer. And um, speaking of anybody, I know we uh, touched on this before we went live, but uh, um, I know you've got a bit of a, a rich history with uh, JD Knight. Um, and I know two of you go way, way back. He may well have been one of your early trainers in 4FW. I'm not sure, but I know that the two of you have had your encounters up and down the road for various promotions over the years. And I think I, I may have uh, incorrectly said that he's probably one of the people you've wrestled the most, and that may or may not be accurate, accurate or not, but uh, um, but J.D. Knight, certainly somebody that's, um, uh, you know, maybe a, a fond part of your wrestling history and maybe a bit of an influence on you as well. Yeah, no, definitely. He was uh, obviously in 4FW when I was when I was going to watch as a, as a fan. And uh, yeah, he was there all the way through when I was, when I was training and uh, yeah, 2000 and uh, yeah, 2022, I believe I would have wrestled him the most amount, um, which was, he was the kind of guy that said, if you're, if you're going to kind of pick it up and want it and you want to be a pro wrestler, you need to start wrestling like a pro, putting yourself in situations where you're amongst pros. And uh, yeah, no, we had some, had some really good matches throughout 2022. Um, didn't wrestle him as much in 2023. But yeah, 2022, we were all across the country and uh, yeah, had some really, really good matches with him. Really good matches. Yeah, he's a, he's a proper pros pro as well, isn't he? And so, so experienced. Uh, massively underrated. Deserves to be in more places, but he's got so much experience that he can kind of share yeah. that knowledge with uh, the younger talent uh, like he has done with yourself. And uh, before we ask you for, for your socials and kind of wrap up this uh, really, really fascinating interview with Axel Carter, um, let me ask you about some of your, your proudest moments. Now, we know you've had you know, a tremendous uh, 2022 and even better 2023 and a very, very busy 2023. But, and you, you kind of stepped in the ring with a lot of top names and rubbed shoulders with uh, legendary figures within the business. Um, but uh, what were some of your maybe one or two, or maybe even three proudest moments of your career to date? Uh, like the, like I mentioned before, getting to wrestle in the winter gardens um, and just, just looking back on 2023, that made me proud of, the, the amount that I was wrestling and the fact that I never, never let anyone down. I never pulled out of a show, even though I could have been hurt or I was ill. I, I always showed up and just put in a hundred percent, even when I wasn't feeling a hundred percent. I think that's the, that's the main thing that you just got to be reliable. And that's what, that's one of the things that um, it's kind of, I was always told mainly through JD Knight, but uh, guys, the referee, Alan Anderson always told me, if you're reliable, you're going to get, you're going to get work. So, um, yeah, that was that was one of the proud moments that I was I was a guy that people could rely on to to, to be there, whether it be wrestling or a ring high or whatever I was I was kind of booked to do, then I'd be there. So, yeah, no, that was Absolutely. that's what made, what made me proud. So. Yeah, yeah, great answer, really great answer. And uh, before we throw to your your socials, uh, just a quick reminder: uh, this is the last interview of uh, January 2024. We've had a fantastic lineup, really stacked lineup of guests, including Axel Carter in 20 in uh, January. Uh, but February kicks off next week uh, with Jay Joshua coming onto the show live on the 8th of Feb, the 12th of Feb. We've got Scotty Rourke. Um, and on the 20th, I've got Alexis Falcon and the 29th. The guys from United Wrestling will be coming onto the show. Um, all of these interviews live and exclusive um, on those dates. And of course, uh, some fantastic artwork from Elliot93. Uh, thank you very much, Elliot. Helps me out uh, when I don't feel capable of doing the graphic design for uh, really, really big guests like Alexis Falcon on the 20th of Feb. And as I mentioned earlier, Monday, the 4th of March, my first guest for the month of March has already been announced. Eddie Dennis will be joining me live on Wrestling with Jonas. Uh, and that's my first guest for March. So a really, really stacked February to look forward to. And March is shaping up with some tremendous guests, including uh, Denny, uh, Eddie Dennis there. But uh, Axel, um, before we uh, say our farewell, it's just an opportunity for you to throw out to any of my viewers, my listeners, where they can reach out to on your social medias um, and get to learn more about Axel Carter. Just reach out and say uh, hi, but uh, where can they do so? So I'm mainly active on uh, Instagram, which is the Axel Carter. I do have a, an X or Twitter for the uh, for the old Twitter users. I don't use that as much, but that is uh, real Axel Carter uh, on YouTube. If people want to catch up with uh, 
any of the matches I've managed to upload or any Welsh wrestling show, you can come and find me there. CSF, SWW, like you said before, they're the kind of the main places you can you can find me because I prefer stuff in real life. Come and talk to me at a wrestling show, you know. We can uh, we can bond over wrestling rather than through social media. So, absolutely, very well said. Uh, but uh, um, if you've got any final words uh, for my viewers, my listeners uh, uh, out there, um, to sign us off this episode of Wrestling with Jonas from Axel Carter, um, any final words that you'd like to throw out to my audience out there on Wrestling with Jonas? I think we've covered it all. Really, just if everyone keeps supporting. Uh local independent wrestling and uh we'll all be in a in a really good place with it like keep supporting shows if you're a wrestler keep keep training get as much experience as possible and uh i'd just like to thank you for uh having me on i don't really uh don't really do these kind of things and uh it's been a very fun experience so thank Absolutely. you as well no worries. I, I don't want to get rid of you just yet because one thing that i've neglected to mention and you also got to ring hire as well so uh, yes, for anybody who yeah. might be interested in hiring a ring, this is the man to speak to. Tell us about it. Uh, yeah, if any of you uh, are running wrestling shows, I do uh, I do have a wrestling ring. Uh, I know on uh, the podcast, you, or the live interview you did with uh, James Mason, we uh, share a lot of jobs. But yeah, me and him keeping uh, keeping the wrestling ring higher. Companies, uh, you know, we're, uh, we're always out there setting the rings up, taking them up six seven flights of stairs and really grafting away but yeah no that's uh more of a business side of things through uh through through just booking me so yeah if anyone anyone needs a wrestling ring they can uh can contact me so that that would just be through more my uh like private instagram uh private facebook rather than yeah. that but yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I'm going to bring up uh, a couple of pictures before we uh, say goodbye. There you are with the SWW Brit Pro Cup. And of course, your uh, next match uh, just around the corner next Sunday, Sunday, the 4th of February uh, against the Brill, the brilliance James Ellis at uh, SWW Falls Gold from the Trinity Centre in Bristol. But uh, I just want to say, uh, Axel Carter, it's been a, a delight speaking to you on episode 344 of Wrestling with And uh, yeah, we'll see you, see you at the shows, my friend. See you then. Thank you. Take care.